and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I want to talk today about shoulding and how we should all over ourselves and other people. And I come to this today from the perspective of being able to look at shoulding in a different light. Um, this week has really been a test of what I'll call my anti-shooting muscles um, because of the way that I've changed how I think about things. And, you know, if we think about, you know, as we've talked about before, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts. It's estimated we have 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And I have to wonder, especially for high achievers, what percentage of those thoughts are about shoulds, shoulds and should nots, right? Should be this way, shouldn't be that way. I should do this, I shouldn't do that. Um, I really think that that would be an interesting study that uh, no one would really, really want to know the answer for. But let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on. So uh, we uh, got through Labor Day weekend and we were expecting school to start again. And so I was expecting that my two boys would be back in school and, you know, eager to see their friends and, you know, get back into the whole school year routine. And our teachers went on strike. And I get that uh, burnout and pay and all of the issues. But we had this day where um, I wasn't scheduled to work. And so I was home with them because, uh, of course, daycare was also not available to us. And, you know, it was kind of this ridiculous day where, okay, they should have been in school, but they weren't. And then they decided that they wanted to go to this particular park. And, you know, it was a nice day. It was nice weather. So we drove over there. And it was closed, right? And it should have been open because they really wanted to play there. And, you know, it just seemed like we just ran into all of these roadblocks. Everything that we sort of planned and talked about, something else happened. And, you know, meanwhile, in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, I should be working. I should be recording the podcast episode. I should be, um, you know, working on, uh, you know, getting more clients or, writing my blog or, you know, doing any number of other tasks. I should, 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 should. But thankfully, even though those thoughts were coming to me, um, you know, I wasn't really getting stuck in them the way that I would have for almost all of the years of my life, just because I've gained so much more awareness of, you know, how detrimental those, uh, those shitting voices are. And so I want to talk today a little bit about, you know, this concept where we are often constantly shooting on ourselves 
and you know, sort of how that started and, and what we can do about it. And so we're going to talk about three sort of different different areas. And the first I want to cover is that you know, again, during our training, we got really, really good because this idea of should or should not was really ingrained in us. And you know, when we think about sort of how does one learn medicine, we really spend a lot of time on pattern recognition, right? And, and we, we are aware of that, you know, we, we are trying to recognize patterns of symptoms that might relate to a disease or to an organ and, um, you know, patterns of behaviors in humans that might suggest this thing or that. And, you know, we should behave in this way and we shouldn't behave in those ways. And, um, you know, we should do this, these elements of the exam and, you know, we shouldn't, uh, do that in that condition and, and, you know, should and shouldn't, should and shouldn't. And, you know, you think about how many times you might have been presenting to an attending and, you know, you're a student or a resident and you might hear, well, you should really think about, or, well, you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, it really just became so much a part of our existence of should and should not. And I think about how it almost felt like we were navigating this, uh, this um, tunnel and actually maybe think about uh, Luke Skywalker in uh, A New Hope, the original uh, Star Wars movie, which is episode four for other Star Wars nerds out there where, um, you know, he is in his X-Wing fighter and he's navigating the trench to try and, oh, I don't remember what they were called, proton torpedoes, uh, you know, in to blow up the Death Star, right? And so he's in this very narrow trench and he's trying not to bounce off the walls, right? He's, staying, he's trying to stay in the trench without crashing, you know, and meanwhile, Darth Vader and, and, you know, the other TIE fighters are, you know, blasting at him. And it sort of felt like that, you know, in sort of navigating between, you know, these two walls, one wall is should, we should do this. And the other wall is I shouldn't do that. And, you know, it just felt like this very sort of treacherous, dangerous path to, you know, make sure that we you know, take care of the patient that we, you know, land our proton torpedoes in and, you know, we get the diagnosis and treat and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I just want to use that as a very nerdy example of this, this part of our training that really heightened these should and should not judgments that we have. And just to say that if you find yourself also as someone who is constantly sort of, you know, navigating that should, shouldn't, and just really in a state of sort of judgment all the time, that it makes sense, that it makes sense that you are, you know, stuck in that way, simply because that is a very common part of our training. The next area that I want to really highlight about, you know, the shoulding habit is that it really is us, and I've talked about this before, it really is us resisting what is, right? And when we're resisting what is, then we are not being present. So, you know, in my sort of normal mode of being, I would be 
very much stewing over the fact that they should, my kids should be in school and they're not. And the park that they wanted to go to should be open uh, and it's not, you know, that I should be able to uh, do this thing with them and I can't. And that I should be working, that I should be, you know, getting stuff that I had on my calendar to get done today. I should be able to do that and I can't. And, you know, so often when we are doing this, whether we're aware of it or not, we are really unable to see the situation as it is, right? We are in resistance to the fact that school is not open, right? That the teachers are on strike. And yes, that park is closed because they're doing some maintenance work. And, you know, yeah, I thought that they would be in school and that I would have the time to be able to do, you know, the tasks that I had scheduled, but they aren't in school and I can't, or I can't do it in the way that I had planned to do it. So when we're spending, you know, this energy in resistance, we aren't seeing, you know, kind of the facts as they are on the ground, or if we, if we're seeing them, we're spending so much time sort of judging them that we really just aren't able to appreciate the situation as it is, as it so happened on that day when they should have been in school and we should have been at this other park, but ended up, you know, horror of horrors at the other park that they like to go to, we actually had a great time. And how cool was this? They got to um, see a real DeLorean car, like uh, the time machine in Back to the Future, which of course they haven't seen, but here I am also revealing my nerd side. I was just geeking out over, and the owner happened to be standing right by his car and he opened up the, the gullwing doors and it was really cool. So we got to have this really neat unusual experience, even though we weren't supposed to be there for many reasons. And I was supposed to be working. Um, but, you know, it'll stand out as this fun time. And I was glad that I was able to be present for it because I was able to be present for it. You know, I was able to go up to the owner and confirm that he was the owner and ask if we could take a picture of the car. Right. And so now we have this picture and this fun memory. And that's just a very tiny very sort of simple, ridiculous example, but so much of the little moments of joy and happiness that we experience in our life are made up of these little tiny moments. And so when we're spending a lot of time in resistance to what the actual reality of the situation is, we miss those little moments, right? It would have been very easy for us to walk right past this car or for us to all, you know, be upset and grumpy and just not appreciating the fact that we got to spend a really nice day outside at a park that they do enjoy, even though it wasn't their first pick, and to see this really cool car. That also relates to the third thing that I want to talk about, which is how much energy are we actually spending stuck in resistance? When we are constantly walking through our day, resisting what is because it should or should not be that way, you know, the patient should be on time, the symptoms should be more clear, or it shouldn't include this, or, um, you know, again, you know, any number of other certain, they shouldn't have said that they should do that. They shouldn't do that. When we're in these constant states of shoulding, including shooting on ourselves, 
we are spending so much mental energy in that resistance that we are actually depleting ourselves. We are depleting our reserves. And this happens very naturally for many of us. It happens very automatically for many of us, but that doesn't mean that it's a permanent state. If we can learn to stop pouring so much energy into you know, what should or shouldn't be, then we can actually be more present um, you know, for what actually is, but we actually also get that mental energy back, which helps us to be able to handle whatever the situation is. Right. If I was spending a lot of mental energy being very upset about the fact that I couldn't work in the way that I wanted, that they should be in school, but they weren't, and all the shouldn't, 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 then, you know, I wouldn't actually have had the problem solving ability to say, okay, well, plan A didn't work. So let's do plan B and, you know, kind of move through our day. And again, that's a very simple example. But so often we are presented with, you know, these challenges that come up where things don't go as planned, where, you know, we think that this thing is going to happen, but this other thing is going to happen. Look at the pandemic itself, right? I remember when we were first talking about it, when our schools first, um, you know, were trying to decide how they were going to navigate this terrible sounding virus in March of 2020, you know, their plan was that we're going to close the school for two weeks, right? And, and that, you know, that was them sort of in their, in their best judgment of trying to figure out how to deal with the problem. But, you know, again, if we're spending so much time saying, well, this should be happening or this shouldn't be happening, then we don't have the emotional bandwidth to be able to deal with the situation as is. I think, you know, the whole world was kind of so blitzed and caught up in the severity and the, you know, the, the virulence if you will, of this virus, right? And how, how quickly it had such devastating effects that, you know, we weren't able to really initially really think about it from the perspective of, hey, you know, when pandemics happen, they often last for several years. I don't think we had those thoughts, or at least most of us didn't early on in the pandemic. We were thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a short-term thing. And, um, you know, and then, So many of us have been in resistance about how long it has taken, right? And we've seen the toll of that with, you know, masking and all sorts of political situations. So I won't, I won't keep going down that rabbit hole, but just to say that when we can stop donating our mental energy to the should and the shouldn't, right? And to really resisting things as they are, then we are much better able to you know, sort of deal with whatever's in front of us, whatever challenges in front of us, uh, we can just navigate it with that much more uh, intention and energy. So I want to invite you, you know, if you're feeling like you are also someone who is in this pattern of shooting on yourself constantly, and, and often that goes along with shooting on other people and, you know, sort of carrying all these judgments around with you, you know, I really invite you to start questioning, you know, those shoulds and shouldn'ts. Is it really true that this thing should or shouldn't be happening? 
And is it helpful for you to keep thinking that, right? I, you know, I can see by the calendar that my children are supposed to be in school and they're not because something else happened, right? A teacher strike has happened, but I don't need to keep saying, well, it shouldn't be happening. Instead, I need to use those resources to be able to figure out, you know, day to day as we see how the strike unfolds. Okay, well, how am I going to deal with, you know, the issue of childcare this week and, you know, on this day when, you know, I have these things scheduled and I'm supposed to, you know, be in the clinic at this time, how am I going to navigate that rather than spending that energy in resistance angry, you know, saying, how dare they about whatever the situation is, right? I want to be able to really focus on the problem solving rather than getting stuck in resistance. And just, just imagine, if you will, for a moment, what this does for you in your life, right? If you stop shooting, if you stop thinking that you know, this person should behave this way and I should or should not do that thing. And it should be, this thing is happening and it's not. If we stop donating our energy, how much more bandwidth do we have? And maybe not immediately, but you know, the effects are really cumulative here. Wouldn't you love to have more bandwidth, more resources, more energy? to be able to deal with the challenges that always pop up. Because the truth is, is there's so much uncertainty. And sometimes we think that things are certain, right? The first day of school is planned for this date. Or, you know, a global pandemic shouldn't be happening, right? We think it's so certain that we've got this, that we've got control. And really, truly, we don't have that much control. But what we do control, or at least can learn to control, is how we choose to think about situations, how we choose to let go of behaviors like shooting, how we choose to use our mental and emotional resources in order to be able to better navigate the challenges. Right, that is really something that most of us would like more of, right? The ability to better navigate the natural challenges that occur in our life, whether that's you know in our in our professional work or at home. There's so much that we don't control, but we want to be able to cope with it, to be able to be aware of our emotions, to be able to have the bandwidth to deal with it, to regroup to be able to move forward. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you. I hope that you found this helpful um, and wish us luck in terms of getting back to school. Um, (laughs) It will happen eventually. I just don't know when. And until then, I'm going to choose not to listen to those shoulds and shouldn'ts in my head and just keep doing the best I can as the days come. And I hope you'll choose to start doing the same. All right. Take care. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.